So I think it helps have a routine. That's kind of how I stuck with it. So I wasn't just kind of going whenever I felt like it. But if I'm planning to go like like every day, then then you just kind of pack your bag in the morning and then go after work. And it's not really, you're not going just like, oh, do I feel like it today? It's kind of part of your routine. Super Authentic Tales is a podcast that brings people from all walks of life to talk about their experience, memories, and even struggles. The desired effect of the podcast is to help you feel empowered and relatable by realizing that you are never alone in the world experiencing different events of life. And today, I'm privileged enough to have James, a certified personal trainer in Britain, talk about his journey to fitness. I hope you will enjoy the conversation. So you've been working now for more than 10 years. I think um, precisely it's like 10 years and a half. That's a very long time. And obviously it's a milestone for anyone to uh, to have been able to be this persistent for anything. Um, tell me a little bit of your fitness journey, that how you got started with working out. You know, what motivate you to begin this journey? Okay, yeah. So I started working out in January 2013. It's quite easy to me for me to remember when I started because I remembered what was going on in my life at the time. So that was the first year I was at university away from home. Uh, so I started in September 2012 and then there was the first term and then the Christmas break and then the new year. And it was a kind of New Year's resolution, just kind of wanting to make a change. And there was a gym at the university, at the Students' Union. So I joined and there were some very friendly, helpful people there, uh, like gym instructors. Uh, So they kind of helped me get started, showing me what to do and giving me some training programs and ideas of what to do. And then from then I just worked, I continued working out through uni until I graduated. Um, so about three years later, like probably about June 2015. And then moved back home to Brighton and then joined the local gym. And yeah, I've been to a few different gyms around in Brighton ever since, once since I've been living here. You know, it's so funny when you mention like your kind of like the new year not wishes like the resolutions to go Mm. to the gym um as a migrant in england i found it um quite interesting to know that a lot of people put um going to the gym as a new year resolutions i'm not saying that people back um say back home in taiwan where i'm coming from don't do this obviously they do but i just don't think people do this as often as people do here so it's funny how you said that that was originally one of your new year resolution and what's surprising is that you're still doing it and it's now more than 10 years and a half that is very very stunning to me and it sounded to me that you originally started just as you know something you probably want to do due to 
I don't know, maybe you saw people doing it and you think it would be something good for you to do, just to do, you know, just to have something different in your life, and you are very persistent. Tell me that、um, has there been any moment in your life during this journey that you feel like you wanted to give up? Um, not really. I mean, yeah, I've been quite lucky. Like, I never really burnt out. I kind of, I'm always worried that would happen because I feel like in that case, if I didn't enjoy it, I probably still have to go anyway, just for like general fitness. Because if I stopped going to the gym, I really be, wouldn't be doing any exercise at all. So I'd either have to find a different exercise or sport, or I just have to go to the gym, even if I didn't enjoy it, just to stay healthy. But so, yeah, it's funny what you say about New Year's resolutions. Yes.、Yeah. Every year around January, it gets really busy for like a few weeks or a month, and then people die off. They kind of exactly. quit. Exactly. So I never really wanted to call it a New Year's resolution when I started because it kind of almost has a bad reputation of something that people do for a short time and they quit. For me, it was more like wanting to make a change in my life because、yes. uh, I wasn't very happy and. Uh, I remember before I went back to uni, I kind of had a a chat with my dad、um, before I got on the train and kind of creating ideas of what I could do to kind of be more sociable and get out more and kind of just kind of make a change and make the most of uni.、Um, and I kind of decided this was something I wanted to do.、Um, yeah, I just stuck with it. But I suppose I had to take a break when the gyms closed for COVID.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I pretty much just had to make the most of what I could do, like in my bedroom. So I kind of got quite inventive with having towels over like my kind of bunk bed and kind of trying to pull on nets in different ways to create some resistance.、Um, And it was okay. I mean, I definitely prefer using like machines and weights. I think actually I might have had a few dumbbells at home, like 15 kilos, so not super heavy, but heavy enough. And I think that helped as well, though. Tell us about any misconception that you often encounter. Um, when it comes to workout, for instance, any misconception that you often hear people talking about? So I think the one you hear most is the kind of spot reduction myth: how fat in one area can be targeted. So the classic one is if you have fat around the middle or on the belly and the abs. If you do a lot of sit-ups and crunches, you can. Kind of lose the fat in that one area, where in actual fact, the lose losing the fat will come gradually through the whole body, through a calorie deficit. So, by burning more calories、um, than you're than you're using, then you're sorry, then you're taking in from food. So either by reducing the amount of food you're eating or increasing the exercise,、um, that's the main one that comes to me. Does、um, I suppose that only really applies to fat? Because if you actually want to grow a muscle, say your biceps, if you're doing lots of arm exercises like bicep curls, 
that will increase the size of your biceps. So, because if you were just doing some other exercises like squats for your legs, that's not going to help your biceps. So, I suppose the myth, in a sense, might work if you're looking to to make a muscle bigger in a certain area, but it just isn't correct for losing fat. Um, I mean, maybe the other one is like this kind of anabolic window that people think like as soon as they finish a workout, they have to drink a protein shake or, or they're going to lose all of the, the gains from that workout. I mean, as long as you're reaching your daily macro goals, like protein intake, you can have your protein or your shake whenever you want in the day, in the morning, in the evening. It doesn't have to be immediately after your workout. This is very interesting because what you said reminded me of some either Instagram memes or Instagram videos featuring people doing some special exercises to be able to be slim on certain parts of their body. And I think what you just said is important in the way that if you just want to lose fat, it may not work however if you mm. are targeting a certain area of your body then that exercises might actually help so i think it's important to know your goal that's probably a mm. lesson for us to learn and apart from the misconception there is another thing i really want to talk about on this um podcast is about body shame obviously most of the people work out to be healthy to be more confident just to be happy but what is interesting is that because I'm coming from a culture very different from the British culture I've noticed that the tolerance before what is considered an acceptable or an appealing body is very very different from what I have observed here in England can you tell us your view on this yeah, so the difference seems to be that in the West, there's an approach of um, like progressiveness and inclusivity, and that extends to people's appearance and also their body shape. So the, the principle, uh, at least in the UK and other western countries is if someone is is overweight in particular then that's seen as more socially acceptable and they have the right to do that and people shouldn't criticize them um though whereas in in the east it's not seen as socially acceptable and uh, people there seem to be a lot less people who are who are overweight maybe because they'd be criticized a lot more and they'd face a lot less social acceptance so there's kind of pros and cons to it i mean i suppose the pro is that like if, if you're you're overweight then you're probably better off living in the west at least that way you'll be accepted and won't be criticized um, and then the downside are the health implications um, because being overweight can have negative 
health effects and if, if people are being told that it's fine to be overweight that might not be medically accurate so in your view how does this cultural difference play a role when it comes to for instance gym popularity or gym usage in your view so i think uh yes so i mean lots of men still ha have this idea of kind of the ideal kind of muscular physique i don't think body positivity so much applies to men as it does to women i mean you can still probably be overweight as a man and feel comfortable in society and feel like you're not going to be criticized but i still think a lot of men as the young men are still trying to to kind of body build and build the ideal physique and can you see a lot of this in kind of uh tvs and movies and kind of shows like love island where all the guys are really fit and ripped and have six packs so guys probably see that and they think uh, that's kind of how you have to look if you want to be attractive to girls um and that's what they look up to it's very interesting how you talk about you know differences between east and the west and about the social standards when it comes to what is considered charming or attractive i think at the end of the day it's just important for us to realize what we actually want when it comes to work out and we stay focused in order to uh, achieve our goal i personally believe that you have definitely benefited mentally um by going to the gym frequently so that you are still able to keep this routine on a very regular basis and i would like to know what kind of benefits that you think you have got by going to the gym um in what well, mentally speaking and the second thing is that uh, you mentioned about um working out at home obviously pretty much everyone on this planet had to change their workout routine when covid hit although covid is over now i still think having a little bit of tips knowing how to stay fit um even just at home when you have a very busy day is something that everyone should learn so it would be great if you can tell us a little bit of details of how you actually execute those home workout to the audience i think it can be quite like relaxing and de-stressing uh to to go to the gym uh so you kind of like physically working out and you can just kind of relieve any tension and you kind of forget about whatever else is going on in your life if you have any like stresses or whatever you can just try and forget about and just focus on your workout but yeah so i think it helped to have a routine that's kind of how i stuck with it so i wasn't just kind of going whenever i felt like it but if i'm planning to go like like every day then then you just kind of pack your bag in the morning and then go after work and it's not really you're not going just like oh do i feel like it today it's kind of part of your routine almost like going to work so but luckily i i kind of i enjoy it so it's not like i'm forcing myself to go but 
I think it, it helps to have a routine and then you can just stick to it. And then listening to music at the gym as well helps. Um, it's nice to listen to music and then kind of get you motivated and makes it more enjoyable. If I if I didn't listen to music, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. Yeah, and I'm then, sorry. Um, sorry to interrupt because I know that I've asked you about the home workout tips, but I think before we move on to that one, it would be good to talk about、um, how to stay motivated. As you mentioned about listening to music,、mm. making sure that you know the gym, the workout itself, it's not as boring as some people might experience. So I just want to know, apart、mm. from listening to music, what is your advice to people who really are struggling? Um, keeping a active lifestyle because you know, for various reasons, not everyone is able to keep this、um, regime. And on top of that, not everyone actually enjoys working out. However, for health reasons, it is important that we always try to stay active. So, what is your advice to people who actually struggle? So, although the gym works well for me and. I'd encourage it for other people. I don't feel like I should say that like everyone has to go to the gym. I think it's good to find the kind of exercise you enjoy. I think the benefits of the gym is it's a solo exercise. It's not like a team sport like football, which might only be on like once a week, and you need to find a group of people to meet up to play.、Uh, so in that sense, the gym's quite nice.、It's、like twenty-four hour gyms, so you can just go any time of the day whenever it suits you. Uh, what what helps keep me motivated is keeping track of of your workouts. You can use like an app or just like a notebook with pen and paper. And then if you're always aiming to improve on your exercises, so if you're trying to add a bit of weight or do an extra rep,、um, and then that way over the long term you're making progress. But then another thing is there's a saying that like motivation. Yeah, it's only lasts a short amount of time. But it's more dedication that matters. So you you don't always want to be looking just for like that like short term motivation just to to get you enough energy to go to the gym on that one day. But you more need kind of the long term dedication just to commit to it and make it a routine. Yeah, it sounds to me that. It's just important for everyone to make sure workout is just part of everyone's life. I think that's probably、yeah. the conclusion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because don't get me wrong, sometimes I even struggle as well. I need to really make myself to the gym, and I always enjoy the feelings after you know having. You know, sweating for a few hours, or even just for twenty、mm. minutes, but it's always difficult to start. So, your advice、mm. is very valuable. And we also mentioned about home workout. And I think before we dig into this further, I want to mention that because if I am right, I remember that just like a few days ago, you even find time you managed to have an airport workout using、yeah. whatever you could see at the airport, and I think that could be strictly relevant to home workout. Tell my audience about how you actually execute those workout、um, regimes using the things that you can see. Yeah, so for the for the airport workout, it was it was a bit different from a home workout because with because in the airport you're kind of even more limited,、uh, so you don't really have like a towel, or at least I didn't to use to try and 
hook over something and pull on and then there weren't any like movable kind of furniture like chairs or anything I could kind of position so I had to use what was around me so I, I had kind of some fixed chairs which I could use for um, like seated kind of uh, dips for the tricep um, and then there were these metal kind of uh, bars uh, at the end of this moving walkway so I could use that to do inverted rows so kind of hanging on my body underneath and then pulling up and then it's on the ground to do press ups and then I had a backpack with me as well, so trying to use that as a dumbbell and just lifting that for any dumbbell exercises like uh, bicep curls or tricep extensions or lateral raises or front raises and real dead raises. And then doing, doing some leg exercises like walking lunges and one leg pistol squats and putting one foot on the chair and doing the Romanian split squat. Uh, so just trying to do everything I could with what was around me. From but, what you have yeah. described it, um, yeah, from what you have described it, it sounds to me that most of your trainings targeting your muscles. Right. Just wondering that, do you do any cardio exercise? Uh, not much really. Normally I have like a five minute warm up, like so rowing, um, seated bike stepping um that's about it uh running like on a treadmill but not not like long cardio like half an hour an hour or anything like that i mean sometimes at the weekends i might go for a, like a walk or something or yeah i might i might go for a run if someone else is but i don't really consider that of a workout that's more of just kind of like something to do in my free time uh so at the gym i'm, I'm focusing on on strength training and resistance rather than cardio but that's probably more because of my goals um because I'm, I'm looking to build muscle and, and strength <laughs> that, that's the question i was just about to ask because it sounds to me that your ultimate goal is to become big Pretty much, yeah. So it's kind of like bodybuilding. So to to build a, the physique that you want. So I'm, I mean, cardio can have its part if you're looking to to cut down and kind of lose weight and bring out muscle definition. But I'm not a professional or competing or anything like that, and I don't uh, have like special like bulking or cutting diets. So I don't really have a need for for long cardio. I mean, I'm sure there's always benefits for like cardiovascular for, for the heart. So it probably always is good generally for your health if you can do cardio. Um, but yeah, you can kind of go for a run outside whenever you want. So I, when I'm at the gym, I like to, to use the equipment that's available only at the gym. Yeah. And I never really found cardio that interesting either. <laughs> I mean some people might find lifting weights boring but I suppose for me I could say that I find cardio boring but I mean I suppose if something's boring that's not a reason not to do it but 
Yeah, it's kind of quite hard work as well. Um, I'd lot rather be lifting weights for like an hour than running for an hour. I guess it's personal preference and yeah, I mean some people enjoy running and that's kind of their goals. Maybe if they do have a sport and they need to they need to run for that or yeah, there's really different reasons. This depends on what you prefer and what your goals are. You know, I really enjoy your honesty that obviously I fully agree with you that everyone has different goals and have different preferences. You enjoy becoming big, well, whereas other people might enjoy doing a lot of cardio or run for several miles. It's completely up to them and depends, fully depends on their goal. But I have a practical question for you to answer because I believe that most of the people who are looking to become fit may have this question, which is, say if someone wants to lose weight for health reason, mm. should that person focus on cardio or resistant training? It really depends what they're going to adhere to best for for compliance. So what kind of comes down to what they prefer, because if someone really hates running and then they're told they have to run, then they're likely not to do much of that and therefore they won't get much benefit. Um, I imagine if, if someone's overweight, depending on how much weight they are, they might find things like running harder and but then some cardio might be a bit easier like like cycling or the elliptical. Um, then swimming, swimming might be easier. Swimming might be easier as well, yeah. I was more thinking about equipment that was available at the gym. Um, it's also be interesting that like, what would actually burn more calories, uh, the cardio or the resistance. Uh, I think, I mean, in, theoretically cardio should burn more calories, but then the benefit of resistance is that as well as burning calories, there will also be building muscle, whereas if they only did cardio, they might lose weight, but they wouldn't build any muscle. Um, so I guess ideally a mixture of both, um, or whatever they prefer. But they maybe they'd find resistance training easier because being actually larger or bigger actually means you can lift more weight. So they they might actually have like kind of a benefit for resistance training rather than cardio. So it's kind of the other way around. If you're kind of underweight or lighter, you're probably going to find cardio easier then it's going to be harder to, to lift weights. I think there is also one very important thing we have to talk about when it comes to um, working out is that how do you avoid injuries? So I try and um, warm up, so like, a, like a bit of five minutes of cardio just to get the, the blood pumping and the heart beating. Um, and then after that, kind of warm up with the weights. So, like it with like a machine, just just to do the empty machine with like no weight on at all. And then just gradually add on a little bit of weight. And after that, do like half the weight that you're aiming for, and then the full weight. And then yeah, trying to keep good form. Um, and yeah, going for kind of higher reps, like eight to twelve reps. So I'm not. So if you're going for uh, like one rep maxes or like or, or even just lower reps like 
I don't know, six reps or below, you're going to be using relatively heavier weight. Whereas if you're doing higher reps, you're doing relatively lighter weight because you have to, to lower the weight in order to be able to wear the extra reps. And as having a belt helps a lot, I think, for like back support. Uh, but it's good also just to like take note of of what of what makes you kind of sore. Like, so I used to deadlift more um, because it's kind of one of the, the main exercises. But I realised it wasn't really working for me. And yeah, I've seen videos where people were saying that unless you're like competing in like powerlifting or strongman you don't really need to to be doing deadlifts this is gonna so put your back at risk so you're trying to lift a heavy weight off the floor normally for low reps so it's kind of the opposite of of like bodybuilding so you're not doing like the higher 8 to 12 reps but you're doing heavy weight for low reps um so my back always used to get pretty sore after that. So I pretty much just realized if the exercise isn't working, then find an alternative. And there's plenty of other things you can do for back, like bent over barbell rows and all sorts of other stuff, like machine rows and cable rows. So I think it's... So let's try and generally... Take note, so if we don't get on with one exercise, then see if you can find an alternative. And So how do you ensure recovery is part of your regime? Mm. So I'm on a, on a three-day split, so it means I train the whole body across three days. So that gives me three days to recover. So if, on, so if I'm doing, say, legs on on day one then on day two you're doing like chest and triceps like pushing and then day three back and biceps so then when you get down to day four again you're back to legs so you've got three days to recover 72 hours um which normally should be enough so i don't do a crazy amount of of volume either so if i was doing like a really long work, leg workout and I was doing like, I don't know, two, three, four like quad exercises and then that again for hamstrings, that'd probably be too much. So I'd just do like one, one, one exercise for the quads for the legs and then one for the hamstrings for the legs um, and, that, and that's it. So it's basically just two, ex, two leg exercises on my leg day and then after three days, should have recovered. But I mean... If in, in, in that case, if you haven't recovered, then I probably still train legs just to keep, keep kind of following the same cycle. I'll probably do a different exercise and do a lighter weight and just do what I can manage. But generally, uh, the recovery time is enough for me as long as I'm not because I'm doing relatively kind of low volume. So in general, what's your advice to people who actually experience injuries? So I've been lucky. I've never really had kind of anything like serious injuries. I've had kind of like uh, kind of general kind of like aches and soreness and maybe I've like strained or sprained a muscle a few times. Um, 
yeah I, I used to have quite a few times when my back would get really sore that's really from like deadlifts or stiff leg deadlifts but I mean luckily I finally learned my lesson and kind of realized to stop doing that I mean I started trying stiff deadlifts again um and just trying to see how much I can manage but yeah um I have for injuries for like minor ones um I try and train through it it generally sounds kind of pretty like a bad advice like you should rest it but it depends on how serious the injury is if it's just like some minor soreness then if it's still sore after three days and you're due to train that body part again then I'd say just uh, do a lighter weight or do an exercise that's not going to be too taxing so instead of doing like a, a free weight like compound movement you could just do a, a fixed machine so you're just focusing on that one muscle and you're not uh, going to be using any other muscles as well but yeah if it's like a serious injury then you, you've got to be sensible like if you've like you know, like strained your back or something um, and you should, you should be able to kind of judge like if you're going to train again is it going to make it worse and if you have something like a broken arm, then you probably just can't use that arm at all and you won't have to wait till it heals. So it really kind of depends on the injury and how severe it is and whether you think you can train like normal or train in a reduced fashion or if you just can't train at all. I want to finish the injury and the workout conversation by asking you that now we're entering summer as long as we stay in the northern hemisphere any mm. particular advice to people who want to work out outdoors or even at the gym but who find the weather too unbearable too hot <laughs> well a gym with uh air conditioning would be nice uh my gym doesn't have that i mean the windows open a bit and there's fans but after that it's very hot in there um, which isn't ideal because I think hot weather makes you kind of feel tired and, and slow and sweaty. Uh, whereas at least if it's cold, you're actually motivated to move a bit more just to at least warm yourself up. Um, as for working outdoors, um, I mean, the benefit of the gym is it has all like the weights and the equipment. You're not normally going to find that outside. Some parks have some outdoor equipment that could be used or you might do some bodyweight exercises if they've got some standard bars for like pull-ups and, and dips and press-ups um i suppose <laughs> the general advice is either i guess find a gym that's that's cool enough with like air conditioning or yeah you could just try and, and, and work outdoors if anywhere has equipment or just to do body weight calisthenics. So we've talked about becoming big, losing weight, um, you know, doing cardio. I just want to know, these are all action-packed, action-based. Everyone talks about nutrition as well. It seems to me that these two are intertwined, that they are equally important. Do you take any supplements or what kind of nutrition um, tips or dietary um, requirements that you think that are important to you? Hmm. 
yeah people often say like how important diet is and that diet is like 50% of the workout or they'll say more that the diet's like 90% or even like both are equally important like both are 100% uh for me I I've never really had much of a problem because I've always had kind of home cooked meals which has been very nice um I mean when I started off like 10 years ago I was pretty skinny and probably kind of on the underweight side um but I've never really been focused on on tracking like uh the calories or like the macronutrients uh some people might want to do that if they're trying to gain weight or or lose weight or if they're competing um but I think for the average person as long as you're generally trying to kind of eat kind of healthy non-processed meals so with kind of meat like chicken and then carbs like rice or pasta and then fresh veg this i think you can't really go wrong with that personally i've always been fine uh just kind of generally eating i try to eat healthy meals so i still like to kind of snack on things that are typically unhealthy uh i don't know if i'm just have a good metabolism or maybe it's the the working out every day helps keep off anything unhealthy i eat uh i also take some supplements as well which i just think help um so there's creatine monohydrate powder which is meant to be kind of the most effective supplement it's had the most studies done on it to prove that it's effective and then the other one is protein powder just to add to, to protein in the diet uh so that you just mix into water as well as the creatine powder into a shake and you drink it like a milkshake and you can get different flavors like chocolate and strawberry so tastes fine um so i think i think that's handy yeah it's hard to see how much difference i've rifted make but i think it always helps to have more protein in the diet that's important for building and repairing muscle and then the creatine it fully gives us a small benefit to strength and there seem to be studies that show there's benefits uh but there are lots of other supplements out there but i think taking the nose two main ones it is plenty uh, so that's all i take and i also want to know apart from the dietary that um importance with workout What about technology? Have you been using any technology to say that track your workout progress or any technology that has um benefit you your progress or anything that you will for instance yeah. any any particular good app you want to share with the audience and recommend them to use? Yeah, I use an app to track my workout called Fitnote. Um it's for I think Android only. Uh, but I think there should be an equivalent for for Apple or other phones. Uh it says yeah, it's called Fit Notes. Um but I think that's been really useful because like, after you finish every set you record the reps and the weight and then it tracks it all and it can 
create like graphs of your of your past performance and give like one rep max and this kind of keeps all the data in one place so although you could write everything down just with pen and paper in a notebook you kind of have to be scrolling through all of your pages trying to find the last time you did the exercise i think having an app just makes everything a lot easier and then apart from that i just use my phone to also listen to music and then if you're new to the gym it can be handy as well you can uh, if you want to look up how to do an exercise like look up videos or just text guides uh, there's so much information on the internet you can also find but it's good to try not get distracted by your phone you don't wanna, so if you start browsing your phone in between sets and then you can get distracted so it's best just to try and stay focused and just maybe listen to music but and record your set but don't let yourself get distracted and start going on other apps yeah so thank you yeah to be fair some of the some of the tips that you have shared are the actual tips i have been executing for instance listening to music or using some apps to help me track the on uh, either the calories or the workout progress so i think that was very good i think before we wrap up um i would like to know any particular moments or mm, like mem- memorable moments you would like to share throughout your fitness journey for instance that the benefits that they have brought you or any challenges or particular setbacks that you have experienced in your workout journey um so i think what you've got to be aware is that progress is can, can be quite slow like when you start you kind of you can get initial gains quite quickly um but after you've been training for a while progress comes slower the way i track my progress is by the the estimated one rep max so there's kind of a formula that's used based on the weight and how many reps you can do to say how much you could do for one rep so i find that a good way to track progress because if you're trying to measure your like body parts like your bicep the growth is going to be so tiny from like week to week or month to month like even if you can see like a millimeter's growth you don't know if that's because of the muscles growing or maybe you're just measuring it differently or or if it's even muscle growth it could be fat as well um so focusing on on strength gains and hoping that carries over to muscular gains but it can be a bit disappointing if you're looking at the graph and it looks like over the last month you like you haven't improved or even over the last year you think oh, i've i've hardly improved but as long as you're staying committed and and putting in the work uh i think I think it will pay off you just kind of see it as a long term thing and you can't be expecting like every week you're going to lift more and set a personal best every week uh so but as long as ho- over the long term you're hopefully going to progress and gain strength and i mean even if you don't grow strength i mean even if you're stuck at a weight uh i mean you can still be building muscle and getting leaner and and getting better yeah so try not to get demotivated from slow progress so tell us what are your 
exact future fitness goals and aspirations looking ahead? Hmm. Um. So. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you're meant to have kind of specific, measurable goals, and then it's kind of like smart goals. So you set a, like a specific goal for a short period of time, and you go for it. My, I mean, my goals are more kind of generalised. So based on the FitNotes app that I use, just over the long term, looking to increase my estimated one rep maxes. Um, since I don't really measure my body parts, I can't really say like I want to hit kind of this many inches on my my arm or my chest because I don't even know what they currently are. I'm just kind of assuming that hopefully over time in the gym they'll grow. And I mean, it seems to have worked for me so far.、Um, it would be nice to hit some kind of milestones in the gym. Like、um, like benching two plates, which is like a hundred kilos,、um, kind of that kind of thing. But I'm not too too worried about lifting like a certain amount of weight,、um, since、um, since I'm more going for for bodybuilding, so I'm more going for the body appearance、um, rather than powerlifting. So I'm not trying to lift as much weight just for like one rep. So. I don't really have any particular reason to want to lift like really heavy weights.、Um, so as long as I'm lifting in like the eight to twelve rep range, and then the estimated one rep max is going up, and I'm getting stronger, I'll be happy, and as a result, everything else will grow. But this is kind of general general strength goals, and just leads to, to muscle muscle goals. Actually, you just mentioned something. I I'm going to ask you to conclude this interview, which is that can you please provide any advice to people who are thinking to start their workout journey but don't know where to start? What is your advice to them? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of something you said earlier. Like once you work out, you're always glad you started. So the hardest thing is starting. I think, like if you're really not feeling in the mood to to work out, the best thing you can do is. Is get to the gym and get started because normally once you get into it, you enjoy it.、Um, so, so there's a few sayings like the the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So I think it's kind of like that with, with working out as well.、Um, just kind of get to the gym and, and make the effort and get started, and then take it from there. And, Some people worry that people will like judge them, but everyone's there, just trying to improve themselves. So you shouldn't worry about what other people are doing, and no one's going to come over and make a comment. Everyone's focused on themselves. It can always be scary doing something new, but the best thing is just to to start.、Uh, find a gym near you.、Um, quite a few. Twenty-four hour gyms might be quite convenient, and they can actually be cheaper. And when、uh, once you, there's lots of information online, or when you sign up, there might be an, an induction, and you can speak to someone who works there, like a gym instructor.、Uh, you can even hire a personal trainer, but but that can be quite expensive.
Uh, but quite a lot of the equipment at the gym actually has information telling you how to use it. Uh, so you can start with just the machines, and then from there you can you can just slowly move towards free weights. But the main thing is just to, to, to make the effort to get started, to start working out and do your best and do as much as you can. Thank you so much for your words. And I'm pretty certain that people, including myself, have benefited loads from your advice and tips. And I think at the end of the day, we just want everyone to remain healthy and happy. So again, thank you so much, James, for being on my podcast. Thank you, and I hope to see you all again. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation. If you do, may I kindly ask you to hit the follow button on your screen. The bigger the show, the bigger the guests I can invite. I sincerely hope to see you again very soon. Music